Hello and welcome to Follow Me at Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today, episode 77, Saturday Sprawl, Simpler Tools, Just as Cool. After much reflection on my workflow as far as producing content, whether on my blog or my monthly PDF, along with the expense of some of my tools, Combined with the looming demise of G+, I'm convinced that at least for me, I need to get serious about moving my workflow to Linux. Cut. I found that, for the most part, I don't really need to use Windows. There's a few exceptions. But producing blog posts, I do that online. I draft them in a text editor anyway. And producing PDFs, again, I draft those in a text editor and then put it into a GUI editor that is not always the most intuitive thing, even though I've got a fairly simple one. Way back in the day, I did a lot of HTML, lots of website development, and the advent of WordPress and other blogging software and blogging sites kind of put that out of business. But as far as... Back in the day in the 80s, WordStar, a text-based word processor, used tags around words for bold and italics and underline and other things of that nature, which was really all you needed for generating a term paper. And with HTML, it's a similar idea. Tags around words and sentences that indicate which formatting to apply. And then the advent of Style Sheets with CSS allows you to take the same file and modify the style sheet to change what it looks like. The tools I've been looking at lately are Markdown, which is a way to add tags to text files to format them, mostly for HTML, but using Pandoc, a free software that takes the input Markdown file and runs it through Pandoc, and you end up with whatever file on the other side that they support, usually HTML or PDF. They can also be Word documents or LibreOffice document format and dozens of other formats. In fact, if you use Discord and many other online sites like Reddit, they too use Markdown syntax. There are more than one Markdown syntax out there, but they're all very similar, so if you know one, you can fairly easily pick up the others. Now, there's some limitations to Markdown. It doesn't natively support two-column layout, which is what I do for most of my PDFs. There are some kludges to kind of make it do that, and it's a little more easy to do that with HTML and uh, using a style sheet, but for PDFs that I haven't dug into it to see if I can make it work, but to avoid having an ugly solution to a simple end result, I kept looking and I got into LaTeX. I've known about LaTeX for 15 years probably. Before the advent of YouTube, the ability to get the, hey, this is how you do it quick, instead of having to read and read and read and try to locate some online article that's well-written and clear to get you started. And so in the past week, I've put lots of time into figuring out what I'm going to do to improve my workflow. And along the way, I ran across a guy who's a PhD student in languages, 
and he has a channel that's dedicated mostly to the Linux-based tools that he uses, such as Markdown and Pandoc and several others, to improve his workflow. Many years ago, I was very big into using Linux. I've been a free and open source software advocate for a long time, which to me that fits right in with the open game license, which the open game license was influenced by the open source software movement. And I guess I just had issues in the past finding all the Linux-based solutions for some of my workflows. I do have a powerful Windows 7 Pro desktop that I dual-boot Linux, the Kubuntu version of Linux, and the exact same hardware flies when I boot into Linux. For example, I use GIMP for image editing, and GIMP has a Windows version and a Linux version. And it takes forever to load on Windows, yet opens quickly on Linux. And that's even more frustrating because my C drive, where Windows and most programs for Windows are installed, is a solid state drive, but Linux is on a partition of a hard drive. Think about that. Linux is faster on an old-fashioned hard drive that physically spins than Windows using a solid state drive. Why is that? And so I'm looking at getting back to my roots, as it were, in computing with plain text editors. Way back when I was a kid, you only had plain text for the basic programming language. Even VisiCalc, the first spreadsheet, was had a text-based interface. I never used it, but I saw lots of people use it back in the day. And then in the late to mid-90s, I had what was, may have been the last DOS-based version of Microsoft Word. My dad got a new PC with Windows 3.0 and he gave me his old one and I liked using Word. It was easy. And I didn't like the idea of a mouse when it finally added mice to computers because I'd been using the keyboard so long. But now I've been using a mouse so long it's second nature. So I want to get away from that and be more efficient and stick to the keyboard as much as possible instead of grabbing the mouse all the time. In doing research on the tools I use for producing my content in all various forms, I know I can do it in Linux. Because most of my work that I do on Windows is still done in software that is cross-platform, like LibreOffice, GIMP, Inkscape, Audacity, Discord even, and Chrome. I'm even recording this in Audacity on Linux right now. I haven't booted into Windows in two days. I've been using Linux trying to force myself. Now, in Windows, for the last 20 years, I've used a text editor called NoteTab Pro. It's a programmable text editor, so it's got all these bells and whistles. And because I've used it for 20 years, and it's not designed for the uh, basics to be easily upgradable by the developer, he started a project, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago, to start from scratch with a new editor and that just sort of fizzled because he makes more money on his other programs. So he still supports it, but at some point this isn't going to run anymore. I don't know when that's going to be. The problem is there's no single tool either on Windows or Linux that does everything that this text editor can do. And since I'll never find it, short of learning code to build my own text editor with all those features, it's just flat out easier to find other tools to do the job. And the cool thing about Linux is it follows the Unix philosophy 
That is, a program should do one thing and do it well, and you can send the output of one program to another, and there's no limit to how long that chain of one program to another can be, and those basic tools are part of most Linux distributions, or you can easily get them if they're not, allows you to build your own workflows. One tool that I've used on both Windows and Linux is the Vim text editor. It's a very powerful editor. It's got a lot of scripting capabilities built in. And I'm pretty sure after just a few days of research, thinking back on my past experience with that, I can easily start using Vim to replace the functionality that I have in Notetab Pro. And the good thing is, because Vim is available on both Windows and Linux, since I use Notetab Pro every day at work with all these scripts I've built up over 20 years, I can start moving them to Vim. And in the meantime, even if I totally switch to Linux at home, Notetab does run using Wine, an emulator for Windows on Linux. I even started a... Uh, Yahoo mailing list group for using Notetab on Linux. And I'm such a big fan of it. I've done so much for it that I'm even mentioned in the help file of Notetab. So for me to start thinking about stepping away from that is a big step. But when I started digging into Markdown, I started thinking, well, I need to work on building up some scripts of how to do Markdown in Notetab. And I may still do that as an exercise to help me get a better grip on Markdown and some of its things. But there really isn't a need to do that now if I'm going to start using Vim. And since Markdown can't do two-column layout without some kludge I have yet to research, I looked into LaTeX. And the beautiful thing about LaTeX is it's very powerful. And the more you understand it, the more you can do with it. And the best thing of all is with both Markdown and LaTeX is the same source document can be used to create all these other different formats. So you write it once, mark it up the way you want it to look, and then when you want to get that format, you just output it. Whereas with almost any other software, you're limited to what is already built into that software. So I'm just really focused on that and hoping that this will help me improve my focus and save me a little money in the long run help me be keep my mind active because as you get older you need to have those little exercises that keep your mind active and figuring all this stuff out i like a good puzzle like this all my prior efforts to move to linux had other reasons over the years but for the majority of people who use computers they only need internet email and maybe office suite products because internet covers your social media. Linux is faster than Windows, and so you don't need all that crap that the computer resellers put on there. Also, viruses are less of an issue, and unless you have a program that is only on Windows and won't run under Wine or under emulators on Linux, you really don't need to stay on Windows. Now, computer games is probably gonna be the biggest reason for a lot of people to stick with Windows, but I'm not big into computer games. Now, the other reason that I've kind of been stuck with Windows is taxes. Tax software to process your income tax every year. At least seven or eight years ago, the last time I really dug into that, 
Linux didn't have an option for that. I haven't done research this year because I just buy the same program I buy every year. Note, it's not the big name, fellas, because it's a lot cheaper than that. Another reason I haven't moved to Linux completely over the years is a genealogy program. It's a Windows-based program, and I've got to do a lot of data cleanup in that and export it. It doesn't always export cleanly into the standard exchange format. Unfortunately, I put too much effort into working with that at one point, and I haven't gone back to clean that up. But anyway, there's a great genealogy program called Lifelines that has a Windows version as well. It's a curses-based software, and it's got a ton of power and flexibility with it. It's easy and quick to use for data entry and reports, and I, I really like it. And then, of course, the biggest reason I'll keep using Windows every day is because that's what we have to use at work. However, a lot of the tools that I know I'll be using on Linux also have Windows versions. And since they're free and I don't have a lockdown laptop for work, I can install software that helps me get my job done without costing the company money. All they care about is results. In changing up my workflow, I've started with trying to format the text of the first PDF I released, Locks, Vaults, and Hiding Places, to get it into a two-column layout and polish tables. And it's slow going because I have interruptions and so forth. But once I get it all figured out, the beautiful thing is, is you can have different documents for different regular pieces and easily use those without having to have the same text in the same document, copy and paste it over and over and over again and say, oh, where did I leave that? For example, a title page. You can format a general title page and do it in such a way that it's a template that just plops right in and you change a couple things that change. Another thing is for the realm of role-playing games, you could make a file with the OGL and then it'll splop in the OGL and then in the last section where you've got to add in any documents you need to refer any other resources you need to mention with your own new title at the end and you're done a lot simpler and one really cool thing is with LaTeX somebody put together an RPG plugin that lets you generate an old school looking module and I found it and downloaded it. I haven't digested all that's in there, but that has tons of ideas in it. And because it's been released open source for free, you can use that to help you get up to speed with things and make your own documents. And so then with the looming demise of G+, I've been thinking what I need to do to make sure my data doesn't evaporate. Because with G+, Google's just going to delete all the consumer users and communities. It's only if you've got the paid version that it'll stick around, which is really sad. Lots of us were hoping that they'd make a read-only archive out of it. But because Google Plus was such a great thing for collaboration, and we don't know how long Google Docs is going to be around because they really like to yank away stuff that people use like crazy... I'm looking at other ideas for collaboration. So one of those is GitHub. Git is a program developed by Linus Torvalds, who is the, the original creator of Linux, and he still oversees the Linux project. 
and when their version control software they were using wasn't quite meeting needs, he just wrote one. It's very simple, it's text-based, and with GitHub it makes it really easy to use. Now, some people have some reaction to GitHub because I think Microsoft or somebody with a big name bought them, but there's other options out there. So I haven't finished doing all my research, but there's some pretty cool things with GitHub. You can use version control software for documents. You don't even have to be a programmer. You get different people working together on different versions of a document. You can see the differences between the documents and accept them and merge them. There's some concepts there that look really interesting. I don't know that I'll be doing a lot of collaboration, but if I ever do, that's a tool that I'm going to keep in the back of my mind. If you've ever used a source code repository software like Git or CVS or any of the others for a role-playing game project to develop a book or a PDF or an adventure or something, I'd really like to know about that because I think it would really work. And the other cool thing is Discord. It works on Linux. I haven't used Linux as much as I meant to, but in the past I've used Discord on Linux and Roll20 on Linux to play in regular games. And unless I told the other players, they'd have never known. Just like right now, I'm using Audacity in Linux. If I hadn't told you, you'd never known that that's what I was doing. And because the programs like your web browser and Audacity look the same and Discord looks the same, it makes it even easier to move forward. Now, what I'm talking about is getting more involved with the command line, because I'm not afraid of that. I'll still be using the GUI for some things until I get up to speed and find some other things. This individual on YouTube I mentioned, he uses command line tools to record his videos, and he does screencasting of the things as he types them. He puts his video of him in the corner of the window. He has the exact same webcam as I do, the exact same microphone I'm using now, and it works just fine. So I'm looking into doing some of that stuff, because if I can record video and edit video on Linux, I can save a lot of money. The video editing software that I use used to be called Vegas Pro or something like that. Every year they have a new version, and you got to pay a lot of money every year. I don't want to keep doing that. Uh, not that it won't stop working, but if my machine ever crashed and I lost my backup of the executable, I might not be able to get it reinstalled. So that's another beautiful thing about using free and open source software. The license is the GNU public license, GPL, and it's free and it's open source. So as long as you've got an internet connection and can find a repository for Linux and the software you want, you can download it and you're ready to go. With Windows, if the computer that you bought that has a perfectly good copy of Windows on it dies, Microsoft makes it really difficult to take that hard drive and put it in another computer because it's, quote, not the same computer, even though the hard drive died and all you did was get a new hard drive, or the motherboard fries, but the, heart, the data is good, it's not the same computer, so they don't want to let you run Windows. Companies that are after your money and your data and all that stuff is just really making me scratch my head about that. I'm considering my involvement with different social media. 
I mean, they know so much about me already because of all my years of interaction on there. It won't do much good to change. But a change in behavior would give me more time to focus on writing and playing games. Because I spend way too much time checking my phone when there's something alerting me that somebody commented about something or thumbs up something or whatever on all the different social media sites I'm on. Along with all of this big change, I'll also be using Linux to help me type up my notes and format them and do character sheets and that sort of thing for the games I'll be running in upcoming conventions. In a couple weeks here in Kalamazoo will be Marmalade Dog at Western Michigan University. And in March, I've got three games I'm running at GaryCon. So I will continue to dig into Linux. If I find a cool program that helps me do certain things or I get a good workflow going, I'll be sharing that. I'm considering templates for some of the things I put together, sharing that on a GitHub that others could get to. That's the other beauty of GitHub is it's a great way to share materials that takes the bandwidth off of your own website and server and puts it onto theirs. Now it is free, so there's some limitations. You can pay for it, and there's still limitations because they control the server and the so forth. But it's quicker and simpler than doing your own, and it would be a good way to get started until you're up to speed. Now, if you're interested in getting started with Linux, you can download ISO files of most Linux distributions, and you can burn them to a CD or put them on a thumb drive and configure the BIOS on your computer to boot from either the CD or the thumb drive or to try to boot from it to look to see if there's any media to boot from before it boots up from the hard drive. And it basically runs a virtual copy of the operating system on your computer so you can try it out and see what it's all about. And if you've got any questions about that, there's lots of details about how to do all that stuff on the particular website for different distributions. That, that's, that's how I figured out all this stuff. Trial and error, I dig in, I try it, I figure it out. And if I don't know the answer, I go to a search engine and I search for the answer. I go to the forums and I search for the answer. And it's so easy nowadays to find the answers to stuff a lot easier than it was years ago when I got started with all this. So I encourage you, take a look at it. If Linux isn't for you, I'd still encourage you to examine your workflow. Examine your use of social media. Make sure your workflow is fast and efficient and you're not spending more time on trying to figure out how to make it do what you want to do than just getting it done. And as far as social media, that you're using it to enhance your life and that it not become your life. I hope this wasn't too technical for everybody, but it does speak to those of us who are content producers in the realm of games and those of us who want to become content producers in the realm of games. I'd like to know what sort of tools and workflows you use. I'm most interested in free software and especially free and open source software that runs on Linux. If you have a software that runs on Windows, is there a counterpart that runs on Linux? I'd really like to know, so please call in and share. Thanks for listening, and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all of my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. 
I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is important. Consider backing me on my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on one bookshelf. You can check out my growing list of PDFs at either DriveThruRPG or RPG Now. And if you like what you see, please let me know. And if there's something that doesn't quite suit you, please let me know. Constructive criticism is very important for those of us who publish our own PDFs. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo. The same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening. And game on.